10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack. Today is um, February 2nd, and we're going to get started here with the latest episode of Launchpad that was released yesterday. Oh, sorry, actually this morning. Um, so this is episode 16. I think it's actually episode 17. Maybe I made a mistake in the tweet of Launchpad, and I'm talking to Nixo, um, Nixorakish, who is the executive director of EatStaker. Probably seen her around a lot in ETH Finance, in the EatStaker um, subreddits on Reddit. You've probably seen her in the Rocket Pool Discord and also on like any ETH Staker related media that has gone out over the last couple of years. She's kind of become the face of ETH Staker, which is really cool. Um, now, um, you know, this episode we actually were supposed to talk for an hour and a half, but we ended up talking almost for two hours, which was really cool. And we covered a whole lot of things like Nixos, like discovery of crypto, like really early actually, like in 2012 or 2013, I think 2013. And um, then kind of going in the, into it and out of it and kind of getting back into crypto in a big way in um like 2020 around um staking time and um all the stuff that she does with East staker and um, everything else so it was a really um exciting episode like a really cool episode um it was a lovely conversation that i had with nixo and i think for those of you who watch it will actually enjoy it too um she's a really cool person so definitely check that out and now that we got the self shill out of the way, we can um, talk about some Rocket Pool stuff. So here we have this post from Maverick saying, hey everyone, well it's been a pretty busy few days, but the bi-weekly update went out on Medium. You can read it here. So we actually front run um, Maverick by a couple of days there and were able to, well a day in the bay actually, and we were able to get it out in the episode I think yesterday or Wednesday. Um, we covered the bi-weekly update on Wednesday's episode, that's right. Um, so here, um, Mav then said, you know, we have a community call starting soon, which was yesterday, like in the evening, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and it featured Langers, Ken and Jasper, but this time there was in Discord because the Twitter is still like, you know, shit, basically. Um, and then um, Maverick went on to say, you know, with Ethan responsibility locked in for another year, looking for volunteers to help out the Rocky Pool booth. If you attended last time, you know how much fun it was to hang out with everyone. Please help to signal your interest here and there's a link but first of all we got really amazing notes about the community call from um from sneaky um who was basically like in overdrive mode writing these notes so um originally like first of all we got some updates from langers so langers went over the twitter compromise issue and how bad it's been and you know how the team's still locked out of the account even though they technically have control of it right now because of suspicious activity and they're waiting for Twitter to unlock that account. Um, the team did get an executive contact at Twitter, which might help with getting info on the original hack and filing a report. The Rocket Pool team is apprehensive to stay on Twitter. Still, they're still assessing, and they've considered Farcaster, but they are um, trying to um, work work out what the best way forward will be. Um, with the Houston Angus um, gave update on the audits there as well. He says that it's going through three audits. So Consensus Digital and Sigma Prime are done. Sigma Prime may come back and do a last bit on it. And then uh, CSR finishing up next week. Once all audits are completed, we can assign the Immunify Bounty Bug and put things out onto Testnet, which is really exciting as well. The, there was an update um, from Langas about the junior dev higher status. And Langas said he doesn't want to spoil the surprise. 
but it's very soon TM. So I've been saying for a while that I think it's Invis, but it looks like Invis is going to go with Bitfly, who run the Beacon Chain website. So I don't know if it's going to be Invis, but that would actually be pretty cool if it is Invis. But I guess we'll find out. But the fact that I, there's Nanga's mentioned that was a surprise makes me think that it's someone that we know within the community, which would actually be really cool. And then um, Langers also gave the update on the tokenomics changes with the rapid research incubation. It says it's uh, driving ideas around what will end up going into Saturn. So the review panel has been put together, has been put together. They're reviewing the submissions. Rocketpool team met last week to meet with the review panel. It went very well. And Langers uh, says the community submissions have been very high quality, which um, I agree with that they have as well. And then um, Saturn, I think the team are more and more likely that Saturn is going to be put out in two releases. Um, and as we get more information about that, then I will let you all know. Then we had an update of the actual bi-weekly itself, which I went through on the show a couple of days ago. So there's not um, really anything new for you all in that, you know, that you can't just get from the bi-weekly itself. Um, there were some things about um, East Denver that were new, and we're going to spend a couple of minutes talking about that. So um, here, you know, East Denver liftoff. So this is actually going to be Jasper's first crypto conference because Jasper has um, let everyone know that he's going to be going to ETH Envoys this year, which is absolutely awesome. Um, so get tickets if you haven't already. I think they're still giving out tickets. I know someone who got a ticket last week. So um, they're hoping to get 25,000 people this year. So if you haven't gotten a ticket yet, it's still not too late to get a ticket. Um, get one as soon as possible. And I think there's still some spaces in the Rocket Pool house. Reach out to me if you are curious about that, or just put a message in conferences and people will get you in touch with the right people to get a room in there. Um, I think there's only shared rooms left now, so that's not too bad though if you if you're okay with that. And then there's um there's a bunch of other stuff going on, like there's camp for learning and hackathon for computing. There's gonna be seminars and side events for various protocols, and then of course um there's gonna be liftoff, Denver liftoff as well. And then um there's uh, documents going around now that are gonna be um letting you know what all the side events are, just so you can stay up to date with all of that stuff. With the booth, um, it's going to be a copy pretty much of last year, but uh, the team's getting a new booth built for for the event, like kind of custom built. It's being shipped to the US. The size of the booth is going to be the same as last year. Nothing too fancy with the new booth. I'll just be using the opportunity to chat with people who walk by. And then looking for booth volunteers, we're going to be talking about that next as well. And then um, there's yeah about conference stuff. So um, they they try to figure out where the placement of the booth is going to be, but I don't know if we have that yet. And then with um, liftoff, Ken was sharing some information and said that the side event is same time as the main festival. It's going to overlap on the Saturday and Sunday. And then this is PDAR funded, so the GMC has approved funding for this event. So there's going to be three different parts to it. There's going to be a new node operator workshop. There's going to be community discussions in the workshop models, um, and then there's going to be uh, speakers on the Sunday. Um, in the learning forum and the lecture hall is going to have a capacity of about 300 people they're at the event they're charging five dollars just to kind of discourage no-shows and um there's gonna be a free lunch and um if you're volunteering or if you have a rocketeer you get a ticket for free so that's pretty nice um and um so the talks are going to be about integrations saturn megapool and the speaker event will be recorded and live streamed which is really cool and then there's other news about ETH Denver. So we have um, likely there'll be more information about ETH Denver coming out next week and probably a plan for another community call before the event focusing on ETH Denver. And then the situation housing in ETH Denver, it looks like 
Um, there's a thread under trading about housing being coordinated, but both for the main festival and mountain retreat. And then if you get to town early, make sure you go get your badge early so you don't have to wait for the really long lines. And then um, if you get a, a, an official NFT, it usually gives you access to the lounge and you can get um, access to other like freebies and stuff around the event if you are interested in that. And then um, all the team members will be there except Joe. Um, and Joe will be joining Denver Liftoff um, remotely as a speaker. So there's some really good updates there from there from Sneaky. And then Jasper also added that the team is considering reaching out to media outlets um, about um, the access to uh, the account. And on Farcaster, the, the account that is there is actually reserved by the team just to prevent anyone from name squatting, but they don't really use it. So there's some really good information in that community call and a huge, huge, huge thanks goes out to Sneaky Ninja Guy for um, providing like the most amazing update and like fully detailed summary of, of that, that call. That was absolutely amazing. So talking about the conference itself here, you know, Ken shared that there's information about POAP and also we have um, some more information about Denver liftoff. There's some information about where the booth is going to be for rocket pool and what the event is going to look like. Um, and then also, um, there's some links to, um, links to, the, um, uh, spreadsheets and, and, um, documents people have about side events. Maverick here says, if you haven't reacted to the Denver attendance message further up this channel, um, you'll be given ETH, um, Denver volunteers role. So that is this one right here. The one that I mentioned, um, over a month ago, I think two months ago now. So it says drop a rocket react to this message if you'll be in town for ETH Denver main event on February 29th and March 3rd. So 37 people reacted yes to that. Um, and then um, they go on to say, he says, uh, please send a DM if you'd rather have this role removed as it may be used to ping people occasionally in the lead up and during ETH Denver. Uh, rocket Pool's president said the main event is going to be largely similar to last year. And with that in mind, we're looking to, for help to hang out at the booth alongside team members and have a chat to anyone who wanders past and has questions about the protocol. No form this year. You can signal your intent or interest with just a couple of quick emoji reactions. How many shifts do you want to do? They're three hours each. So you can have one shift, two shifts, three shifts, or four shifts. So I put my name down for four shifts. And it says, what uh, days are you available? React to the number of day, not the date necessarily. So one day, um, day one, day two, day three, or day four. And I said that I'm available for day one and day two because on day three and day four, I will probably be spending a chunk of time at Ethan the liftoff. And then um, it says um, that there's more information about uh, Ethan the liftoff that you can go follow the link. And Ken then has some advice about um, starting to reserve tickets for side events that you need tickets for. And you can follow the instructions here to find out what's going on at Ethan the. So it looks like it's going to be a really fun event um, and a whole lot of people are turning up which is going to of course be really exciting okay um there's a new software update on the smart node stack so we have a new version today version 1.11.7 and this is a recommended update for people on mainnet but it's a mandatory update for people who are on haleshki which is going to uh, go through the denkun hard fork on february 7th so here we've got a whole lot of client updates for uh, to make everything ready for Haleshki. So we have Geth, Bisu, Nethermind, Nimbus, Lordstar, Teku, Prism, and Lighthouse are all being updated. There's some information about what kind of updates are going to happen there. 
with Nimbus here, we've got Nimbus pruning mode will default to prune. This only applies to new users installing the smart node. Existing users that want to use this option would need to manually switch via Rocket Pool um, service config. ETH2 pruning mode is recommended to checkpoint sync Nimbus after making this change using Rocket Pool service resync to. And then it says um, the previously deprecated predator testnet is now completely removed from the smart node. Never mind, automatic pruning threshold has increased from 250 gigabyte to 300 gigabytes. So, um, if that applies to you, please have a look at it and make sure that you're aware of what's going on. And otherwise, that all looks good. Um, and as always, you know, with the smart node update, here we have 24 hours now to update the latest version and share your screenshot so you can get the latest pop that Shift will make for this version. And over here, we um, let's see if anyone's still using Geth. So last time we called out a couple of people using Geth, but here it looks like everyone is using Nethermind and Bisu, um, which is which is really great to see. Um, yeah, I didn't see any Geth people. Oh, there's um, Ivan here who's externally managed, but we'll let him off for that. And uh, there's also Hackworth who's externally managed. But other than that, it looks like everyone is using Nethermind or Bisu, which is really wonderful to see. Okay, and we're going to finish today's episode with some news here from the Allcore Devs call. So Tim Baiko um, says that he had a summary of the Allcore Devs call. I'm not going to summarize the whole thing, but something that I covered a couple of weeks ago um, on, on the show was about uh, Bisu and this bug that I had. Well, here it looks more likely now that there was some kind of attack against Bisu. Um, and Tim Baiko says, first up, uh, Bisu covered their early Jan main incident. We were supposed to go over it in the last call but ran out of time. In short, freshly fronted addresses across networks deployed metamorphic contracts, which explicitly tested many edge cases. And one of these resulted in Bisu nodes using the Bonsai database mode to save an incorrect pre-image in their state tree, where something that should have been self-destruct was saved rather than not. So the team patched the issue. So it looks like um, there was someone who was kind of poking holes at the limits of some of these execution clients. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we find out happened with Nethermind as well. I haven't actually come across um, a post-mortem for Nethermind yet, but if I do, I will definitely share that with all of you. But on that note, I'm going to end today's episode. So thank you all for watching, listening, and being part of the Rocket Fuel community. I hope you all have a lovely weekend, and I'll see you next week.